Kyle's asking you if you listened to the Cantonese episode yet. No. Wait, did he send it over? Yeah, he sent it to the Gmail. Oh, I didn't listen to it yet. Are you going to? I know you usually don't. Uh, but it's a Cantonese one. I, I do. I do sometimes, actually. But I don't listen to the whole podcast. Like, for example, when we listen to mine, I most of the time listen to the Cantonese corner. Yeah. To, to see what I'm, if I'm you, saying. You only skip to the end, right? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure my Cantonese corner is correct. I don't want to fuck up, right? So, uh, yeah. Because, like, the English parts, like, if I say something wrong, I know for a fact you will correct me. But, like, the Cantonese corner, sometimes you don't know if I'm wrong. Sometimes you, you're afraid to correct me. No, sometimes I don't correct you. I just... Let's let you go with it. Yeah. We'll play it at the end. Yeah. Kyle gave us a little clip of the All Cantonese podcast. We're going to play that at the end of the show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. You're listening to DIU Podcast, Daily Issues Uncovered. My name is Gavin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Horrible Texter, Jaxi. What's up? Well, that was, that was, yo, 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 distance, man. Distance, yo, yo, this, we can't be distance, bro. Gotta be, gotta be socially distanced and distanced from the mic. You know, you can't just roll up straight up and go like, what's up? You know, that's, that's gonna kill, that's gonna kill our listeners on the, on the headphones. That's how, that's how I do it, bro. That's how I do it, yo. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pull this back then. (laughs) Okay. Last week, Jack, you came on saying, terrible experience on Hinge. It's not working out for you. Whether it's not whether or not you're a texting guy, I don't know. Maybe it's an app thing. No idea. No idea. No idea. So let's just jump right into it. You mentioned you had a you had a very important issue today, and one relating to your your dating life. Uh-huh, in uh-huh. in uh, continuation of your issue last week, I guess saying how Hinge was so terrible. You said you told me you tried something new last yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, let's get straight. Hinge, honestly, it's not going too bad. I am getting matches. I'm, I'm rejecting matches, actually, too. So it's not... It's, it's getting better, you know? Uh, but the past Friday, I actually went to a speed dating. But that's not the real issue. The real issue is going to speed dating on, in a pandemic. Especially Friday was an all-time high. I think of 700 cases, right? And then Monday was also 700 cases, if I stand corrected. No, I think it was like 400. In the 400s last week, yesterday, it was 700. Oh, well, it's all, it's all over the weekend, right? So, you know, I don't know. I could be a carrier. You know, Gavin might have caught it on Saturday. This guy, it, full well knowing you're a carrier, a potential carrier, <laughs> and you're still coming here. <laughs> For the podcast, bro. For the podcast. Could have suggested. We could have, we could have did it online. We could have did it on Discord again. Now he's coming here infecting everything going like one inch away from the mic yelling what's up shooting his saliva all over my <laughs> podcast equipment wow coming here but but at the end of the day i don't think i like i'm scared but i don't think there's anything wrong with me honestly uh i'm pretty confident about it you know i wore my mask half the time only half the time no it's because bro. bro bro i'll tell you why so there's a couple times i, I have to take it off i don't know man i'm my, my chest is feeling tight yo <laughs> I, I I had to take off my mask for like letting people see what I look like, obviously, because you know a girl can't be interested if you don't know what you look like, right? Okay, okay, hold on. Before you get into this, run me through the event. First of all, you said you went to speeding thing, speed dating event. Yeah. How did you even hear about this event? So my boy Edmund, 
he uh, tagged me in a Facebook post or invited me, sorry, invited me to an event. It's like the singles event or whatever. Uh, it's from actually Subtle Asian Dating Toronto. Uh, what happened was Edmund was like, yo, let's go. And then, because they did it two weeks in a row. So the week he invited me, it was full. There was like no more slots left. So Em and I decided, you know what? We're going to go next week, Jack. We're going to go next week. You know, I was kind of hesitant, you know, COVID and everything, uh, especially with the cases going up. But, you know, like for love, for love. Yes, yes. You know, like love trumps personal health. Yeah. Like, what's the point of living, man? Like, my goal is crunching down. I'm almost 30, you know. I probably have a year and a half left. Uh, but you still live with your elderly parents. Yeah, that's true. Don't you, ha- don't you have some remorse for that? I do. I was so scared, actually, this Saturday. Uh, I was actually really scared. Uh, I kind of still am scared, but I do think I'm okay. I do actually think I'm okay. Uh, a lot of young people don't show the symptoms. Really? We can be only carriers? Yeah. Well, I think we're fine. Have yeah, you yeah. have you did a test? Uh, I actually, on Saturday, I took a look online. Uh, we can't do the test unless we're showing symptoms or been exposed to COVID. It's across uh, Ontario. Because the reason that happened was because we we're getting a rise of COVID. So they put out the notice that you're not allowed to get tested unless you're showing symptoms or you've been into an area where COVID was, a no- there was an outbreak. So there was no outbreak in my thing. Uh, yeah, but in Toronto, Toronto is the whole fucking like fire bed, hot bed of it. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I I, okay, dude. All seriousness, I think you should give them a call. Give the hospital a call and at least see if you can get a test. Yeah, I will, I will, I will. Don't just uh, come here infecting my studio. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Holy but shit. That's, but that's the underlying issue that we have today. Okay, so Edmund invited you to go to the speed dating event. And you went on Friday. Tell me what were your thoughts going into it. So let's say like you're at the door of the event. What are you thinking? What's running through your mind? I didn't think there would be like any cute girls. Why not? Because it's a dating event. Like usually cute looking girls are taken. They're like, fuck this shit, yo. I don't need to go to these. You know what I mean? Like usually it's the average looking people or the under average looking people. Like yourself. The no. average, the average. Looking no, no, no. I'm one of those exceptions. I'm the above average, you know, uh, that, 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 that top 0.01% that goes. A rare, a rare Pokemon who has not been caught yet. Yes, exactly. At the, exactly. At the prime ripe age of yeah. 28. Yeah. The... Some, anyone, girls listening to this podcast, get this man off, off my hands. That's right. Go, go cough this guy up right now. Get him to stop infecting my podcast studio. <laughs> okay. So. You go into the event. Yeah. How does it work? So I'll give you an agenda breakdown. So before I get, this is going to get messy, right? So the first thing we did, we entered, it was Icebreaker. Was it a, was it a bar? Where, where was the meeting spot? It was at a bar. It was like okay. the gaming bar in downtown. I think you've been to it, Power Up Gaming Bar. I think I know it, yeah. Uh, what happened was when I went to the speeding dating event, uh, it was Icebreaker. So what happened, when what, what Icebreaker did was like, the, the the host or the people that made the event they they put like uh like a bingo card with like people's roles right yeah so like for example they had podcaster they had trilingual they had um uh, i uh, just listing your, your own no 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 like they actually had those they actually had those a podcaster trilingual <laughs> tech guy sounds like me sounds for like example me. so for example that's what you would have wrote 
or like someone you would go around and ask, ask people are, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Are, you, are you a podcaster yeah. yes check off thing until you get a bingo yeah, yeah. well many, the, the sorry, bingo's a bit different there? how many people were there there were like in the dating there were about 10 and 10 so 10 girls 10 guys and then they're about like you know uh there are people there like the hosting it and the people that were taking the names down when we got there and everything uh so so like 25 like 25 give or take and this guy's still coming here saying he doesn't have covid okay okay that's okay uh and what happened was you know you go there after that they did introductions so everyone that was in a dating event had to go up introduce themselves to the front of the room yeah to introduce themselves in the front of the room talking about what they uh like their name and something special about you or something like you so do. how how did your introduction go what did you say well to be fair i didn't get to do my introduction properly because what happened was the guy that got bingo he had my name down as podcaster because he was fucking looking for a podcaster i was like the only one there the other podcaster there was actually another podcaster but she was late so he couldn't <laughs> get the name he was going around asking everyone to see who's a podcaster obviously you know four-year podcaster here same with you gavin so I'm like, yeah, I'm a proud podcaster. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, As you should me. always say. Yeah. That should always be your introduction. Hi, my name is Jack. I'm a podcaster. Yeah, Go exactly. Ahead. So what happened was during that icebreaker when he got bingo, she went around asking people, like, who, who do you have as podcaster? Oh, it says Jack here. Jack, are you a podcaster? Like, he wanted to confirm if he actually won or just bullshitted, right? So he, the, the, the person I was hosting is like, Jack, are you, a, are you a, really a podcaster? I'm like, yeah. He goes back, asks the guy. He's like, what's his podcast? Because he never asked me. So he doesn't yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yo, he doesn't know, man. And I was like, he, she comes up to the mic for me. She's like, what's your podcast? I'm like, so you plug the show. Yeah, I plug the show. I'm like, it's, it's DIU podcast daily issues uncovered. Beautiful. <laughs> so shout out to any new listeners from this dating event. Welcome to DIU podcast. <laughs> and then during my introduction, I couldn't use that. I couldn't say I was a podcaster anymore because Everyone knew because oh, because that motherfucker took your answer. Yeah, because right? she came, she came to interview me basically, telling, asking if I was a really podcaster. So I couldn't use it for introduction. So for my introduction, God damn. So my he just ex- he just stole your material. Yeah. So for what what happened was when I did my introduction, I'm like, hey, my name's Jack. I'm 20 years old. Uh, I am trilingual. <laughs> I, I could, I literally couldn't think of anything. I'm like, I'm trilingual. Uh, and it's like, you know, I can cook some sick-ass Chinese food. Sick-ass? Yeah, sick-ass. Well, I didn't say sick-ass. I, I cook some pretty good Chinese food. Okay, Jack, if you had the opportunity to go back in time and do your introduction, I want to hear it now. So Again. your originally planned introduction. Okay. Here you go. I would have said, hey, my name's Jack. Uh, I'm a podcaster for Daily Issues Uncovered. Uh, I'm 20 years old. Um, you know, I'm 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 trilingual. I'm trilingual. I still put it out there. I'm trilingual. And uh, third thing is, I don't know. It needs to be three things. It doesn't have to be three, but I I, I would have given three, and I and I would have said, you know, like, um, I play basketball. Very athletic guy. Oh no 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 no! Actually, I missed one thing. I missed one thing. I actually said I was a Twitch streamer on my intro right after I said I I. Yes. <laughs> yes. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. So, so let me restart. Let me restart. So okay. I said... Jack, you get one more take because... No, no, no. I'm just hearing from your last take. That would have been terrible. I, if I was a girl in that dating event, I'd be like, fuck this guy. No, no, no. So what happened... Okay, let me finish. No, no, no. Let me go back to okay. dating event. So I actually did say, I'm, I'm trying to angle. 
I'm a Twitch streamer and I can cook Chinese food. Okay. That's what I said. Now, take two. Give us uh, your best intro. Hey, my name is Jack. You know, I am a podcaster for Daily Issues Uncovered. Um, I am I'll, currently... No ups, man. No ups. You lost. You lost. What? <laughs> you finished, bro. I'm currently a Twitch streamer. If you want my Twitch, come and, come and ask me. And I am trilingual. I noticed you didn't mention the website. I don't think we're allowed to plug our website, bro. You're up there. You, you, plugged, you plugged the podcast already. Okay. So what happened after the icebreaker? It was a speed dating event. So you know how you're in shows where it's like there's tables set up? I, I, I don't. You have to describe everything. Well, I'm explaining. So there's tables set up. Well, not really tables set up. So it was, it was not organized because as as like in, in shows because it's it's it was a bar, so it was like zigzaggy. We had so the guys had to rotate. The girls just sat there, like every other dating show. Of of course. Uh, so what happened was we go, we would go around and we had three minutes each to talk, have a conversation, to see if connect with anyone. So let me get straight: ten guys, ten girls. So ten stations. Yeah. So to say, around yeah. the bar, and every three minutes you would rotate to the next station and have another three minute conversation with a new girl. Yeah. Okay. It was it like socially distanced or what was the deal? Of that? Uh, some people had the mask on. Uh, I had my mask on for some of them. Some of them I didn't. I, I think the more interesting ones I didn't have my mask on because I wanted to see let let them see how good I look. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Of course. No, to, of course. To, 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 to be honest, it was like mostly I didn't have my mask on for like uh, the Asian girls. Yeah. So yeah, any non-Asian girl, you're like, oh yeah, I'm just keeping my mask on for safety. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So there were, so the breakdown of the 10 girls where there were five black girls, one brown girl, one Filipino girl, and three Asian girls, like Chinese. Three Chinese girls. Yeah. And then we went around and and we just literally talked. Uh, you know, I had some pretty interesting conversation. I would say one of the most interesting conversation I had was with a, a British girl, a black British girl. Okay. What about the first her? thing I said to her, I'm like, yo, I love your accent. It's fucking like Hermione Granger. You know, like like Emma Watson, I told her. She just laughed. I'm like, yeah, also like Australian. She was like throwing accent. She was trying to throw an Australian accent at me. She was trying to do Donald Trump. Dude, she was hilarious, man. Uh, I think that was a pretty good conversation with her. But other than that, I didn't feel like we had anything in common. Also, she was she was around 30. Because this event was for 25 to 35-year-olds. Okay, uh, Robin's asking a question. Would it be rude if you asked them to take off the mask? What did you think? Actually, everyone was pretty nice about it. No one, no one actually asked that question. Uh, they took it off or put it on as they wanted to. Yeah, but it was fine. There was no one that was rude about it. Seems like a pretty chill environment then. Yeah, it was a pretty chill environment. It is from subtle Asian, subtle Asian dating uh, okay. Toronto. Did you? The key question is, did you vibe with anyone? Any potentials? Any potential future Mrs. Jack C's? Uh, or is well, that is that confidential information? Uh, I know you're I know you're low key guy about this dating life, but you already cock teased our ourselves in the story. You can't just leave as well telling us the results i i would say there is potential but you know it's still in the in the works okay so that's, that's like a yes there's a potential there's potential there's, there's potential i did say there's potential two months on hinge versus one evening at speed dating event 
what is what has produced more results in terms of like realistic honestly girlfriend expectations honestly like even from experience like online dating sucks right you literally swipe on looks 99 percent of the time you don't actually really get to know the personality like you might go to a dating event and you talk to this person if you saw her on hinge or tinder or something you might have swiped no but just because you had a nice conversation with you you guys vibe you guys connected you're swiping right you're having that extra points because you guys actually had a good conversation or you you, you find her interesting right? It's different. It's different. And honestly, I'm a person that likes to meet people face to face. And in the past seven months since COVID, I haven't met anyone new, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't met anyone outside of my bubble, outside of my circle. And I like to meet new people. You know me, Gavin. I like to meet new people. I like to talk to new people. doesn't matter if it's like potential partner or not, right? I like to meet new people and it sucks. And it just so happened this first time coming out of my bubble was a speed dating event. So all in all, the one evening, you would take that over that hinge. 100%. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. We want to hear a bit more of, of the success. I know it's not locked in. It's not as a Jack C official seal of approval yet. But you did get some numbers. Obviously. Well, not numbers. And this generation is about, you know, IG or... You did get some contact infos. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, obviously. And things are going well. Because Jack, you told me, you told me last time. Texting is hard, but your confidence, Jack, that if you get one date, you lock them in. You can lock them in with the J, the JC charm. Yeah. So you got that. You got that first face-to-face meeting, and yeah. you charmed someone. I don't know about that, but sure, yeah, I would say so. Oh my god! I, ho- I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> I hope she does. <laughs> And if you do, anyone from that speed dating event doesn't have to be the girl Jack's talking about because we're not saying who it is, but. If you're listening to this and you're from that event, come on the show next time. <laughs> you know how to reach us. D-I-U pod, uh, D-I-U podcast at gmail.com. We want to hear everything. Your experience there, your time talking with Jack C. What were your first uh, initial reactions to Jack? Stuff like that. And then after speed dating, uh, we took group photos with our mask on. Because there was a large yeah. people, very close uh proximity so uh we had our mask on taking the photos and then after that we we mingled we get to talk to her one i'll be honest with you it's pretty funny watching guys try to get girls numbers because because as a person like emma and i are both quote unquote i would say experienced on getting girls numbers okay and you you're looking at these guys you're like yo bro like i'm thinking in my head with Eminem. i'm like yo bro these guys are using strats we used before like they do they do the same like moves that Eminem and i did before it's pretty funny to like watch what? it. what's an example of a of an edmund jack combo so Ooh, left right number so what happens like for example like a really simple example is when you go up to a girl and then like uh this is if you're kind of like more of a reserved shy guy it's like let's say that you know there's two girls here gavin Right, I'm like I'm talking to him. Like, yo, I'm gonna go get the numbers. Right, you two you, girls. Yes, it's for example, this is this is for yeah. example. Right, you're there's two girls there, and you want that specific girl's number. Right, so you would go up there and ask for both of the numbers, and then it makes it less obvious because sometimes guys don't want to make it obvious who they're interested in. Right? Yeah, but you never you never contact the second person anyway. You never contact. Yeah. Well, it's a decoy. Yeah, it's a decoy. It's a decoy. So you only message the first well, person. What was the Chinese idiom from last week? The 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 fucking decoy. The, mount, uh, the, the tiger coming down the mountain. Uh, do, do, do fully, son. 
That's a deal for the sign of getting girls' phone numbers. Okay, I don't know. That makes sense. Okay, sure. But uh, yeah, we've seen guys do it. I've seen guys ballsy as fuck. Like they would just go up to the one girl and be like, yo, can you get a number? Coming from you, Jack, as an experienced phone number getter, is that really ballsy as fuck? Because like, no, someone like actually, your age, I'm, I'm someone the, your age, you know what you want. Well, I'm going to be honest as fuck. It is ballsy because I guarantee you a lot of guys are scared to even approach the girl to talk to them. Getting a number is a totally right. different story. Like, I guarantee you, if right now, Gavin, I told you to walk up to a girl. Let's say you have no girlfriend. You, I told you walk up yeah. to a girl, girl, Gavin. Like, let's say there's only one girl standing at a bar. It's not even a friend. I'm saying, yo. Hold on, hold on. I, I get where you're coming from. But at a speed dating event where you know you're in the realm of possible dating, I don't think it's going to be that. I mean, sure, it might be that intense. It might be that that difficult. But a lot of the pressure, I would assume, you correct me if I'm wrong, I would assume a lot of the pressure will be gone if you're in that bubble of knowing you're in a speed dating event where you're allowed to. Like, the girls are here to basically get picked up. But it's still shy for some guys. Like, I've talked to a couple of guys there. A couple of guys that I talked to, they're like, they're so scared to even come and talk to the girl to get their number. Like, Damn, but they're, they even... They were able to sign up and go in the first place, though. Yeah, so that means they're not that shy, right? No, it's not true. Like, it's different, Damn. right? Sometimes, like, when you're forced into a situation, it's different, right? When you're going to speed date, you're paying, and you're forced into a situation where you're talking to the girl, right? I don't know how the conversations went. It could have went bad. It could have went good. But when you start having choices, when you start having, should I get a number or should I not get a number? Those are choices. When choices come out of the corner psychologically kicks in you go back to your comfort zone interesting my my whole opinion is the girls here well there not here the girls there at the speed dating event are there to meet men so a large part of fear is the rejection right yeah because like if you go up to a random girl in a bar and ask for a number you don't know if she wants to be hit on maybe she just wants to enjoy her drink in silence Maybe, maybe not. But who knows? But in this speed dating event, they're all here for the purpose, purposes of potentially finding a part, partner, right? You're saying this is subtle Asian dating Toronto for 25 to 35. So based on your information you provided me, I think they should all be open to giving, a num- giving out their numbers or IGs or whatever, unless they actually hate it or they don't like this guy. And that happens. And that's why the guys are scared, right? Because, like, uh, some guys are afraid they didn't have a good conversation with them and they're scared to go up and get their number. And that happens with a couple of guys. We, I had chatted with a couple of guys. Mm-hmm. And after it, and they were like, they're, they're so fucking scared. It's so funny. So what What do you do now? The, the event's over. You're following up with people. What's yeah. the game plan? The game plan is just to get to know them, you know, just play it cool, you know, like. You're going to arrange a date, an in-person date? You just yeah, messaging yeah, yeah, yeah. on IG. Yeah, you'll you'll eventually get there. What's eventually for Jaxi? Uh, well, to the audience out there, I've already been on my first date, but uh, <laughs> with that person from <laughs> yeah, it's been four days since the dating event, right? Yeah, good, good. Haste. That's right. You no know, time to you, wait. You can't you can't miss your opportunity of window, right? A window of opportunity. Well, now that the cat's out of the bag or whatever they say we want to hear about the date 
well, you know, I, I don't want to disclose too much. It was a fun date, you know, like uh, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Sorry, Jack, but last time you said your stage three date would just be like a normal date, maybe a restaurant. I don't know. Did you go with that game plan? No, I went hiking. <laughs> I told you, hiking is more interesting than being trilingual. <laughs> you heard it here first, last week. No, 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 no. There's a reason why I went hiking, though. Because she likes to hike. Exactly. And if you remember last week, I said, if you had to pick your personality being a trilingual guy or even as something as basic as hiking, a lot of girls in Toronto are going to choose hiking because three languages, just as impressive as it is for your resume, is not like a big deal. Anyway, sorry. Hiking. That was the date. That's it? Hiking, dinner, bolty. What's a Jaxi dinner spot? Well, I'm not telling you right now I wasn't in New York region, but... Well, you're hiking outside of... Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so... Fair so, enough, fair so enough. It was some... I don't know. It was somewhere over there, but it doesn't matter. It was Korean food. Uh, it was bubble tea. It was fun. You know, I chatted. So, I think, good, I, good. I, honestly, 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 I'm going to be honest to God. Like, I think out of my experience, I think it's one of the, like, the funnest dates I had. Wow. In a long time. What made it fun? The conversations, the the hiking, man. I've never been on a hiking first date, I'm telling you, bro. It's the hiking. The hiking. <laughs> the hiking. I've never been hiking. So if, if you if you had that same if you had a date with her but not at hiking, you're saying it wouldn't be as interesting. I would I, I would think so. Wow. The hiking made a difference, I think. I just honestly The adrenaline. The sweat. Oh, I didn't sweat, but the sexual tension. Okay, <laughs> sexual tension. What the fuck? Wow, I see you, Jaxie. Uh, but yeah, so I would say it was fun overall. Like, I had good conversation. It was, it was, it was, it was fun being around her. Um, I'm happy for you, dude. I'm happy for you. I don't know. You know, like you know, as the Chinese saying goes, "Satwato mea Pete." So that basically ten strokes, not even one. Yeah, not even one stroke has been written, right? So basically, it means like. It's fun. It's fun in games, but it's not. Nothing is solidified yet. That's what it's not. uh, Nothing is solid. Nothing is like. I'm trying to think of a rhyme for fun in games, but it's it's fun in games, but it's it's not. Suns, suns and gains. (laughs) Oh my fucking god! Like you don't have a sun yet. You don't have nothing to gain. Yeah. It's it's all fun in games, but it's not suns and gains. God damn. It's got a rhyme. Okay. But seeing your face now, just reading your body language, and you explicitly saying you had a really good time on a date. Yeah. There is there's a good potential. Eh? Like I'm not saying you get your hopes up, because I know you your heart's been shattered many, many, many times. Yeah. But you're feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling is there good. is there another date in the books, in the works? Well, I think so. I would say so. What do you think so? Is there? Yeah, yes yeah, no? there is. There okay, is. it's not working. Okay. Good job. So, was that your issue? My issue was going to it during COVID, but okay, and but possibly I, infecting me, your family, your friends, everyone. But my I family. Just, just, just a word of advice. You know, it's 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 my first time going speed dating. I'm not an experienced speed dater, but you know, for people that are going for the first time, you know, like don't think it's a shameful thing to do. It is. Because I don't people think speed dating is a very embarrassing thing. 
Uh, I Why so? Because they think it's like because they're leftovers. That's why they have to go speed dating. They can't find anyone around the circle. They can't find anyone else, right? So they go speed dating, right? Is that what you thought when you first, when Edmund first came with the idea, the suggestion of the speed dating event? I did. And then, you know, I thought about it. I'm like, nah, man. It's just like, you know, sometimes not even about meeting a new potential. It's sometimes maybe meeting new friends. And that new friend maybe potentially can lead you to having, meeting their friends, which potentially can lead to a girlfriend. <laughs> I, I just put that out there, right? Like, there's nothing shameful in going speed dating. I know some people will probably laugh at me uh, or laugh at people I go speed dating. Honestly, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And like, if you're single, and I, I would honestly say if you're an average looking Asian guy, especially on the dating scene, uh, where we get swiped the least on any dating apps, I would highly suggest for you two guys to go out there and meet people face to face. It really shows your personality. It doesn't just show your looks. Like as much as I say I'm a I'm a good looking guy, I know I'm just an average looking dude. I'm not like a jacked up like how would say I'm not as musically talented as Jay Chow or as jacked as The Rock or as smart as Albert Einstein, you know? I'm just an average Joe like the rest of you are, right? Like real talk, man. I'm just like like everyone else, I'm just an average guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, like if you're on those apps, you're probably going to get swipe left. No offense. <laughs> so, you know, go out there and meet people. I know it's during pandemic. Uh, you probably won't have that for a while. But when everything opens up, I would highly suggest to try out even if even if you're shy. Because shy, you're put in the situation, you will have to talk to the girls. You know, like if you need a game plan, yo, shoot us an email. I'll give you a fucking game plan. You know what I mean? Like, that's me. Where can I email? At diupodcast at gmail.com. Or if you don't want to send an email, you can always DM me if you know me or DM Gavin if you know Gavin. And, you know, we'll help you. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. We won't say your name. Don't worry. Unless you want us to. We don't (laughs) say names here. We're We're a very privacy protected show. (laughs) To an extent. I mean, you didn't mention no names. No, I didn't mention speed no names. Didn't story. That's, no, no, no. that's how we roll. Except for Emin. Well, people know Emin in our show. because he's, he's been on the show. He's been Emin's on the show. Been like long 20. time ago, long time love guru, Jaxi's sensei, basically. No, not sensei. Same generation. Equal? You're saying Edmund's e- equal? Yes, level yes, you? yes. Except he's a better texter than me. Way better texter than me. He has game when it comes to texting. So it seems to me like your issue is the the internal struggle of whether or not you should go to a speed dating event or any... Let's just say any public gathering event during the pandemic. It's not even about, like, honestly, it's about two two issues here. You know, the internal struggles of going to speed dating event because you're embarrassed and not don't want to go. And the second is going to during a pandemic. I know it's dangerous. I know I'm putting my friends at risk. I'm putting my family at risk. I definitely know that. But, you know, judging by the timeline I'm going on right now, it doesn't look too bright. You better succeed with this girl. Because you could potentially be infecting me, my family. My family? Your family, the DIU podcast crew, and everyone we know and love. Just for this one girl. So it better be worth it. It better be worth it. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say, you know, I, I just want to P- PSA. Is it PSA? It's called Public Service Announcement. Yeah, that's right. PSA, you know, go out there, meet new people, meet new girls. And fuck it, man. Just do it. As Nike said, just do it. I'm going to counter you by saying we had 700 cases of COVID yesterday. Do not do that. For the love of God. 
do not do that. I meant it in a sense where it's after COVID. Do not do that. <laughs> is that it for your issue? Uh, yeah, I would say that's it for my issue. And yeah. Okay, moving on. My issue this week in downtown Vancouver, there was a bus ad which was placed like on one of their most busiest streets. <laughs> this is an ad urging parents to have fewer children. The group behind the ad calls itself World Population Balance, and it believes there are too many people on Earth, leading to serious negative consequences for the planet. As the Earth's population approaches 8 billion, world population growth believes it could be cut nearly in half in the next 100 years if people only had one child. So like the China policy. They're not saying, they're not advocating for laws restricting family sizes. They're saying this is what could happen. They're an advocacy group. So obviously a lot of people are going to see this ad and be like, one kid, like, like, yeah, like, is this China? What the fuck is this? Right. Uh, So it is controversial in that sense, but I want to hear your opinions on, on, on your thoughts. One child, one child policy I know you want to have like a whole basketball team of kids. Well, I want to at least have two. You know, a son and a daughter. Uh, that's my goal in life. But I honestly, you know, as people are saying it, right? Like we're a country of freedom of speech. They can say whatever they want. Yeah. And people can say shit whatever they want back. Doesn't matter, right? Uh, but overall, I would say that, you know, it's, it's not a good advertisement if you ask me. Because, you know, as a person that advocates advocates sorry on having kids i don't think posting these advertisements mm-hmm. is right you know what i mean well the ad the ad is one thing whatever you can say this you can say that if you buy the ad space you you can yeah if you have the money right money is everything in this world but my issue is more so what do you think of the idea of like the world is overpopulated potentially that we can half the population of the world in a hundred years, if everyone only had one kid. See, I, I, I want to let these people know that they should make these advertisements not in Canada. We're actually on a decline a population. And it's been a long time it's like that. We're, we're, we're under two. So like we're one point something, right? If I remember correctly. 1.5. 1.5. So we're not even having two children per family. I don't know why they're advertising here. About half of us only having one kid. They should be advertising in like Africa or fucking ch- the outskirts of China or like somewhere with a, a birth rate of over two for our family, not fucking in Canada where, where we're fucking half of our families are fucking one. Okay. It's bad it's, use of targeting. Yeah, exactly. Marketing bad, targeting. Exactly. Bad target audience. You're hitting the wrong, the wrong target audience. Dude, buddy. like most people in our generation, right? Like, not, sorry, not our generation, our parents' generation. They only mostly had two kids, right? Yeah. And, and now the new, new generation, us, most of us are having one. So, like, we're already having one. You're literally targeting people that are already having one kid. Add aside, add aside. The, the ad was an intro to the issue. The real issue is the idea of overpopulation. Because this got me thinking. This ad got me thinking. I agree, bad target marketing. But is that a good thing to, to reduce the population? What do you think? I think it's a good thing because... I, I'm saying this is a good thing because there's a lot of... Uh, people that are having kids, their family are poor, they can't afford it, you know, and, and it's overpopulating the world. And and like I said, it's not our country to deal with. 
I don't think you should be targeting Canada. You should be targeting Africa or even China, right? China is back to the no limit policy now since like 10 years ago, if I remember correctly. Uh, there are other countries where which are they having way more kids. So regardless of who you're targeting at, I, I want to talk about the world overall. Because uh, I agree with you. Like in Canada, 1.5 birth rate, we're under replacement rate. The world's annual change in population in 2018, 1.1%. Every increase. year we go up 1.1%. Is that alarming? In the short term? To be honest, in the short term, no. no. In the short term, no. But if it's 1.1 every year, yes. that's fucking alarming. That's 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 like a growth. It's not like a constant, right? Like you have set, you have set, you have one million people increasing one point one percent. That's that's a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand, one hundred, one hundred, hundred thousand. If you have a hundred people, you get one one point one new person every yeah, year, yeah, yeah, every year. Yeah. So that's alarming, right? So like, because the population is increasing already, and it's increasing from that. It's one point. It's times zero point. Zero one from the population that's already there, right? That's what it means. A one point one, yeah, annual change in population. So it's not honestly. It is a scary thing because we are losing natural resources as well. The UN predicted the world population will be eleven point two billion, two thousand one hundred. So in eighty years, we're gonna jump from seven point five billion today. To 11.2 billion. That's what the UN predicted. Mm-hmm. With that in mind, and with this organization, World Population Balance, saying we could potentially cut the population in half within the next 100 years if people only had one child. Yeah. Is that a plan? Is that a play? I think that goal is too big. I would say the better goal is to cut each country's population birth rate to under... Two kids per family. I think that's that's the first step. So instead of saying one kid per family, I would say cut it to under two kids per family. Like Canada, 1.5, for example. Through through legal, legal means, like laws? Well, through what or, the, the ads, what they're doing, right? In this case, it'll be ads, right? But like I said, Canada is not the target audience, not the right target audience. So in terms of population growth, it's it's a very interesting phenomenon because if you look at the world's population... In the 1800s, the world had 1 billion people. In 1940, the world had 2.3 billion people. In 1970, 3.7 billion, right? So like 1 billion, 2.3 billion, 3.7 billion. Today, 7.5 billion. So in 60 years from 1970, 3.7 billion. To today, seven point five billion. We doubled the population, uh, and we're seeing this alarming growth rate. Before the eighteen hundreds, the population was a, a billion, and like, if you look at all of human history from eighteen hundreds to the first, I don't know, like whenever populations was first tracked, all that time to get to eighteen hundreds to be a billion, and then from eighteen hundred to two thousand twenty. Span of 220 years, basically. You essentially sevenfold times, right? Multiply by sevenfold. So I think it is alarming. But then I also feel like this with the issue of population growth, it's not as simple as saying, 
hey, you, stop having kids. Only have two kids. It's not as simple as that. Because if you look at all the countries with the highest birth rates, they're developing countries. Yeah. And if you're in a developing country, you're more likely to have more children. Why, why do you think is that? Because they don't have protection. They can't afford it. If you're in a country which is poor, let's, let's say in 1800s in Europe, a lot of people dying. They're poor because, you know, there's like no proper sewage. There's no medicine. It's just a shitty time to be alive. They had big families too. Let's say you have six kids. Only two of them make it to adulthood. So if you want to raise your odds of raising a family, you have more kids. Yeah. Naturally speaking. If you know 30% of children grow up to adult, you're going to have more kids to increase your chance. Mm -hmm. If you're a farmer, you want more hands around the family. Hands on deck. That's, That's true as well. But then what happened in Europe? Industrial revolution. Technology comes. People aren't dying as frequently from like common colds. So in that first generation, you're going to see a lot of a lot of kids being born. Because like it's normal. At that time, it's still normal to have six or seven kids. But then bam, new medicine, new technological breakthrough. Those seven kids, they all survive. And then they're like, okay, world's getting better. I'm going to chill out. We don't need seven kids no more. Maybe three. I'm going to have three kids. And then those three kids, they go on, maybe like, maybe have two. Or one. Or one. And that's where, you know, we are as a developed nation. One kid, two kids, that's fine. We don't need eight children. Especially if we're living in a developed world. We have day jobs. We we play a role in society. Your child has a very high percentage of not dying. (laughs) (laughs) To say to every developing country, listen, drop your birth rate to two. Is not doable. Very, you know, it's not very like feasible. But all these countries are gonna go on a come up. We're seeing technological advancements happening so fast. Because once one country does it, everyone does it. Countries in Africa, their birth rates are extremely high. But over time, as they get more roads, infrastructure, medicine, because if you look at the the distribution of wealth between poor countries and rich countries. It's getting smaller and smaller because all countries are slowly becoming equalized. Now, we, there are some big players. You know, Euro- Europe has always been a big player, uh, but that's because they started earlier. They just so happened to start earlier because they had the technology or whatever, right? They, they were the guys. It had to be someone. If it wasn't Europe, someone else would have done it. And with that, the population will slow down. So I think when I see an ad like this saying, listen, we're advocating... For everyone to have one kid. It's not a simple solution as that. And to say like to force. They're not forcing. Well, these guys aren't forcing. But let's say the one child policy. Something like that. To force them is something which, you know, is you're messing with a natural progression of things. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's beneficial. Like for the world. If we're doing well, that's good. But we want all other countries to do well. And that's where I think a lot of people are missing the issue with the overpopulation topic. What do you think? I, I agree with you. you. You're hitting the points. But as a person in Canada, like I said, the target audience is totally wrong. I'm still going to go with that, bro. Yeah. Because yeah, the issue yeah. originally was the target audience in Vancouver. and No, no. The issue was overpopulation, if that's a thing. I would agree. It is overpopulating. It's because of the developing countries. And like you said, they have to develop. They need the people. And it's naturally going to decrease. Basically, once 
people realize their kids aren't going to die. They're going to start having less kids. It's this like set of phases where countries go through. And don't get me wrong, most countries now are getting near to developed because they're able to access all these information, all this technology. That's that's basically my issue. People thinking, people jumping on on board thinking, you know, overpopulation is an issue, but people suggesting having one kid is an issue as well. Because it's natural. It's natural. All right. Shall we move on? Yeah, we can move on. What do you have for us this week? So I have uh, two idioms. We also have an email from a listener. We'll get to later. We'll get to that later. I'll, I'll keep it short. So the first one is samfat. It just basically means a person should have more than one means of an escape. Meaning that you should always have a backup plan. Like you should always have something there. A plan B. A plan B, a plan C. Basically multiple plans, not just a plan B, multiple. What is the idiom directly translate to? Uh, I would say it's like, I don't know, man. It's freaking burrow rabbit three. <laughs> what is what does gao tou mean? It's not. It's not. It's not this one. It's not gao tou. It's gao tou. Tou. Gao like, tou. Like rabbit. Tou is rabbit. What's gao? It's like uh, burrow. It's like burrow. Burrow rabbit three. Three something. <laughs> I don't know how to use that word by itself. Uh, but basically, that's what it means. So a rabbit should have three, like, holes, basically. Yeah, well, the literal meaning is a rabbit has multiple means of escape, multiple hideouts. Okay, so that's the first idiom. And the second idiom is... What does that mean? So it means, like, uh, just a person always waiting for good luck. Like, he's not doing anything to change, just sitting there hoping for good luck. Waiting for something good to come yeah, to them. Yeah, so, so basically the the literal meaning is standing guard at the trunk of a tree waiting for a rabbit. So our theme is rabbits today. <laughs> so basically you would use this when, let's say, a very traditional person, it's so stuck up on something that they'll never change. For example, let's say you, Gavin, let's say you, you're 40 years old and... Oh, let's, let's not use this music example. Okay, let's say I'm 40 years old and everyone's putting chips into their head, including you. Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. No, let's, no, no. I'm not doing that. I'm not putting a chip into my fucking head. Like, I'm sticking with my old ways, man. Yeah. I'm not following technology, man. Fuck that shit. That's when you use... Uh, so so, so you would be... You would be the... The guard waiting at the tree. Yeah, because I'm not... I'm not adapting to that because I don't want to do that. I don't think it's right. I'm not sure I follow this idiom because initially you said this was waiting for something to to come into your your laps, basically. That's what I initially Well, thought. it's basically a way of saying it's like it's someone can find a ways of doing things and able to change with the times. But the idiom comes from where the rat, it's standing standing guard at tree, trunk of a tree waiting for a rabbit. That's, that's how it originated. Right. But what it means is that someone is stuck on their old ways of doing things. The rabbit... The rabbit is never going to come. You're never going to get your dinner that easily again. It might have happened once. Maybe one time a rabbit came by and you just caught it and you had your dinner. But that's never going to happen again. And someone waiting for the rabbit at the tree is waiting for nothing, basically. You're, yeah. you're wasting your time. 
Yeah, it just means you're stuck up on your old ways. Jack C not starting to twitch until we forced him, you know. Like, you're not going to get famous. Jack's not going to get famous by sitting on his ass, right? You started going twitching. You're, Jack, you're not going to get a girlfriend unless you go out there and and went speed dating. You did. So in that case, you're not this idiom, right? Yeah, I'm not the idiom. Well, if it's computer chip, I'm not going to fucking put computer chip in my head. Can you repeat the two idioms? Okay. Okay. We're not done with the Cantonese corner yet. We have a viewer email, a listener email. Hello, DIU podcast. I'm interested in learning Cantonese. And I wanted to ask if you guys have any resources for Cantonese. There's a lot of resources for Mandarin, but less on Canto. My Cantonese is all right, but I would like to improve it. Making sense of the news in Canto is still difficult since they use formal Canto. And a lot of economics and political terms still escape me. Do you guys have any recommendations for podcasts, workbooks, for Cantonese or language learning apps? Anything would help. Many thanks, DIU listener. As a person that keeps up with Canto, uh, it's hard to find books stuff in Canada. I've tried. I've actually came back and I wanted to try to look for books. It's actually hard. Even online, it's hard to find books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the best way, if it's not during COVID, it's to fly to Hong Kong or Taiwan. Because both of these countries have Cantonese learning. I don't know about China. Taiwan China, has Cantonese? Yes. Cantonese books. As Cantonese teaching books, they consider Cantonese a language, not like China. Dialect. Hong Kong and China, uh, Hong Kong and Taiwan both have it. What I would say to that, how you can keep up with your Cantonese, there are Cantonese podcasts. I do listen to a couple of them. Just because the reason I am starting a Cantonese podcast, or I started a Cantonese podcast with um, you know, my boy Kyle here. Uh, you can listen to us. Uh, we we will be talking about every, a bit of everything. Uh, but I would say there is a dictionary app, a specific Cantonese dictionary app. It's called Gondongwa mm-hmm. English. Uh, but if you search it up on uh the Android store, it's called Gondongwa uh, English or Cantonese English Dictionary and Translator free. So it's a free app. It translates words, uh, Cantonese words to English or Cantonese to uh english there is an app also my friends work on actually he's a big candy's advocate just like me he's actually started an app he's just needing people to help him code a bit more and he's almost complete i will be announcing that uh as i talk to him more he's currently working in japan uh as an it guy so i will keep you posted on that shit that's cool uh he's asking me for help actually but unfortunately i don't know how to code you know like uh i can help with the canteens part but not really the Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, what's the idea behind the app if you're allowed to talk about that it's just it's just basically a Cantonese dictionary it's it's exact same thing except uh maybe more uh more more Cantonese based and like knowing not just the old slang new slang uh just Canto words in general someone to just just to learn it from you know what I mean I would say uh if you know Mandarin already because it sounds like you have a good grasp of Mandarin uh if I stand corrected uh from this person that's writing this email well yes and so do an option if yes and do an option if no. Okay. If you are have good crafts in Mandarin, the vocab they use in, in, in news and stuff like that, it's it's called Sumi Gonoa. So 
it's it's by the books and it's the same thing in mandarin because mandarin is all assuming like how you read it is what you get when you speak to a mandarin person when when when, when you speak them like when they speak mandarin it's, it's legit straight from the book that's that's how they speak and news are and, and news stuff like that they use the exact same words so if you have a good grasp of mandarin you can read the subtitles and you can learn from like that if no you don't have a good grasp of mandarin then i would say you know like just try to remember the words and just find a dictionary. Like I, I personally would say, you know, watching TV shows, watching dramas, but don't just watch. Also read the subtitles because that helps with the uh, proper quote unquote swimming gonoa, which is like the the textbook way the of, textbook saying, of yeah. saying it, right? So a lot of times the news use the textbook way of saying it. So when you read those subtitles, it's not actually what they're saying. It's what it would say in a textbook format. So when you watch those TVB dramas, when you watch those uh, Mando dramas, when you watch actually Mandarin dramas, it's straight up what they say. So that's another way to learn, right? You, you you watch TVB dramas, you read the subtitles with it. You know, first time around, maybe you're just listening. Maybe watch it a second time. Like maybe watch like, like Oiwuka, Oiwuka, I think it's called, the the short 30-minute one, the, the, the sitcom. Yeah, I would say do that. You know, podcast is a great way. Uh, but, you know, I currently can't remember any of the top of my head. I do listen to a couple. Uh, due to like I said, due to the reason because we, I am starting a podcast with Kyle, or Kyle is starting a podcast with me, whatever floats your boat. So I think that's it, honestly. And how I learn Cantonese at this point in life is that I, I go back to my Mandarin textbooks, and I read those characters in Cantonese. So like I have Mandarin textbooks to teach me Mandarin, right? But I would go back to those textbooks and I read those textbooks in Cantonese word by word out loud. And to add on to the listener's email, could you maybe talk about your growth? I, I know you've talked about this before, but your growth from learning how to read and write and, and how you had this rise in ability. Like how, how did you go about it? What was your your way? Well, for me to improve on my Cantonese, like I was always decent in speaking, but I was never able to read and write Cantonese growing up. So as everyone's aware, I've actually learned Mandarin in Taiwan. Uh, the year and a half I was there, I learned for about one year. And I'm at intermediate level, judging because I did my test, my, my foreign language test. But uh, how I learned and proved my Cantonese from learning Mandarin is that I learned it simultaneously. So let's say I'm reading a textbook. Uh, I would read it. Read it in Mandarin. Let's say I practice in Mandarin. And let's say I get the grasp of Mandarin. I would start try to at least attempt to read it in Cantonese. Even if I don't know it, I would try. Find it in a dictionary if I can't. And I'll try to figure out what it is in Cantonese. And then sometimes, honestly, if you know Cantonese, Mandarin is really easy. And sometimes it just clicks. Maybe, you, bam, you heard that word before from your dad. Or, bam, you heard that word from your mom before. Or one of your friends. Because sometimes the word may sound different. But when you when you hear it, it's like... Oh, that's the word. That's the word. I know what it is. It's it's it's, it's as simple as that. And I that's how I improved my Cantonese. How I learned to read and write Cantonese is that when I near the end of my career in learning Mandarin full time, I would say full time because I learn it less now. When I actually studied, wrote every day, studied every day, I actually so after so after learning the Mandarin, I would just try to you know text in Cantonese. I would text my parents in Cantonese. I don't know the word. I find it. I find it on Pleco. Pleco has Cantonese as well, but you have to download a specific add-on to it. It's free. You can download a specific add-on and it pronounces the word for you in Cantonese. And, uh, you know, you can write it if you recognize it. You can, Like I said, you can always use the Cantonese dictionary over there and it'll help you. 
like just text more in Cantonese, you'll start recognizing the characters, like the word hi. If I type it now, I can recognize it now because I I, I used it so much. Or like, you know, mm, hi, like, mm, that's a Cantonese word. I, I know how to read it now because I typed it so much. I can even write it right now, like if you tell me to. So, you know, dictionary is a huge help. Reading subtitles will help with, you know, learning to listen to news more, I would say, because it's actually the standard Chinese way you would call it. So I would say, because in Canada, like I said, it's really hard to find Cantonese learning books. There's no way. Like I found a couple, but they're not that good. I looked at it myself. I went online uh, with my friend, uh, Microwave. He's someone from SCT. I'll give a shout out later. Uh, but I learned it with him. Uh, went online, searched for film textbook. It's really hard to find a good textbook because I know some people from Southern Asian Cantonese also trying to learn. But like I said, it's really hard to find textbooks. Uh, and I did look up some textbooks, but they can only be shipped within Hong Kong or within Taiwan. They can't be shipped internationally. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's really hard like Cantonese. There is, I think, there is one book you can buy at like a book, Chinese bookstore. I don't know where you live, but there's a bookstore at Silver Star Boulevard. Uh, they're owned by, I think, Hong Kong people. And there is a textbook there that is used. I think they use this textbook at UFT. But I think it's Cantonese or Mandarin. I'm not too sure, but there are textbooks there. And I would suggest maybe take a look there. There's that bookstore there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's all I have for you. That's a lot of useful information. Kyle is also bombarding us in the chats with other resources. So... Maybe I'll include these on the on the podcast write up. Uh, but I hope we answered the listeners' question because that was a that was a real breakdown from the Cantonese ambassador about learning Cantonese. And I know I know you you can feel it when she says there's a lot of resources for Mandarin, but less on Canto. Right? That's that's just no how when, the the change has been in it, in the past few years. Yeah, it's like. And, you know, the biggest example I give, outside the street, on the the other street, there's a preschool thing going up, coming home. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, right? That sign, pre-Taiwan days. Yo, 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 stop, stop fucking giving out our addresses. No, no, I'm not saying any street names, but... You just did! What did I say? <laughs> okay, cut that out then if I did. But oh, the street we down. drive up, but the street we drive up to go home. There's this preschool, like, daycare thing. And pre-Taiwan days, it would say, uh, all also available in French and Cantonese. Fast forward to the year I come back. Driving up that street every single fucking day, or every single fucking time I go out. It says, also available in French and Mandarin. You know how much it hurts here in my heart? I'm holding my heart if, 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 if you know, if yeah. no one can see. Oh, fuck, man, it's just so sad. No, you know what? If you actually want to learn Cantonese, Fucking move your family to San Francisco. I'm not, I'm gonna give a shout out to San Francisco right now. <laughs> because there's actually a Cantonese immersion school. You know how we have French immersion Canada boys and girls? There's a fucking Cantonese immersion school. It's called Alice U Alternative School. It's how the hell do you know? <laughs> this guy's giving a shout out to a school he's never been to. It's it's a Cantonese immersion school that I've met over subtle Asian traits. Oh uh, sorry, subtle school. Subtle Cantonese traits. I met someone in that channel and they've actually went to that school. It's like French immersion. So like, you know what French immersion is, right, Gavin? So yes. you, in that school, you there's a lot of French. Classes are in French or whatever, right? So this is, classes are in fucking Cantonese. There's fucking Cantonese classes in fucking day school. You know, like... Is it a is it a public school? It's a public school. 
It's a fucking public school. There's also wow. like Spanish immersion school and like there's more than us. There's Mandarin immersion school. There's all that. But this one is specifically in Cantonese. If I have the opportunity, I would fucking move to San Fran and fucking have a family there. Fuck, man. San Francisco has a very rich heritage of, of uh, Cantonese people. You know, long before us here here in Toronto. So it makes sense. You know, a lot of the the OG immigrants moved there. See, this there's is... A, yeah, there's like a really rich Chinese culture there. See, but as I've heard from locals there, it's also getting bombarded by Mano speakers as well. Like everywhere. Like everywhere in the fucking world, uh, unfortunately. But at least they have a Cantonese school, so at least can preserve it. But you know what we need in Canada? What we need in Markham? What we need in fucking Toronto? Cantonese Emergent School. That's what we fucking need. Yes, that's right. We need we need that right now. We need that right now. But we don't have that. So I think that that's gonna segue into wait, wait. Segue to what? What do you mean? Yeah. No, no, I I actually want to give one of our, my buddies a shout from Subtle Cantonese Traits. You know, uh he actually went through every episode of the Cantonese words and found fucking typos. Either from me or from Gavin. Listen, I don't make typos. <laughs> I copy and paste what you send me. So, you know, so I don't make typos. You know, shout out to my boy, Maybolo. You know, he, he listens to our podcast. I was actually so shocked. He, I'm so happy to hear him tell me that, Jack, you know, I'm actually learning a lot from from the the Cantonese, Cantonese corner. World. You know, like it's he's telling me it's not just me learning textbook. He's learning idioms. He's learning words like he doesn't regularly use C in textbooks. Because he actually asked me the one for a textbook's help. And unfortunately, we couldn't find a good textbook. I think he found one somewhere because he lives in the States. But I'm so happy to hear him, you know, learning Cantonese. I'm so happy he's improving. He's always asking me for help. You know, like if anyone comes to me for Cantonese help, I would try my best, stick my neck out for you to help you. And that's what Microwave did. And today he went through the whole list of the Cantonese words from episode whatever and fucking fixed our typos. Shout out to Microwave. Maypolo. You're the real MVP. <laughs> Speaking of Cantonese resources, you already know. Jaxi just had a huge list of advice, resources, and how learners can improve their Cantonese. And you already know, Jaxi just says he's contributing to the cause. That's what the real Cantonese ambassador does. And that's why I'm so proud that our boy Kyle teamed up with the Cantonese ambassador and they've put together, we teased this last week, but we put they put together the DIU podcast Cantonese edition. First episode is going to be coming out really soon. Fuck, I, I have the episode now. I might, I might post it right when this episode goes live. <laughs> maybe I'll give a little bit of a, maybe a day difference or something. We'll see. We'll see. But after we end the show, I'm going to play two minutes of this all Canto podcast. A little teaser. So for all the people out there learning Cantonese, the listener who wrote this email, there's going to be a new Canto podcast on the block. Stay tuned after after the outro. I'm going to play two minutes of it. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave a comment on the website, www.diupod.com. What's our email, Jack? Our email is diupodcast at gmail.com. We said it many times. Any questions you have, Cantonese-related questions, Love-related questions, 
comments, donations. That's where you hit us Shout up. Shout out to everybody, Kenny. Shout out to Kenny. <laughs> We're on social media. Facebook. Twitter. Twitter. DIU YouTube. Podcast. You already know. YouTube. We're going to have clips, snippets, the best, the best of, not the best of, the, the okay parts, because the whole episode is the best of. We're just taking the best of. No, it's not even the best of. It's it's just the, the part which it gets you in. But the rest of the episode, also fire. We can't say the snippet is the best part of the episode. That's true. That's true. That's true. The whole episode is fire. YouTube, DIU Podcast. We're trying to get that channel going back up. The snippets coming soon. What else is there? Anchor, Spotify, Google Pod. If you don't want to go to the website to listen to the episode, that's where you can stream it. But I will say this. If you go to the website, first dibs, Thursday, listen to the episode before everyone else on the streaming services. Turn off ad blocker. Turn off ad block. Okay, I'm going to play this two-minute clip. Take us away, Jack. Thank you for listening and tune in next time on DIU Podcast. Okay, without further ado, the worldwide trailer debut, DIU Podcast Cantonese. You're listening to DIU Podcast, daily issues uncovered. My name is Jack, and I'm joined by my co-host, Gavin. Psych, because you are listening to the Cantonese edition. 大家好,我是Kyle哥。大家好,我是Kyle哥。今天是开始做这个DIU Jack's texting now. What's up? Is everything okay? Am I? Am I? Did I? Did I fuck up? It's so weird hearing my bro. Bro, this is the debut of the trailer, and Jack's like, I can't hear. It. I can't hear. It. Put the headphones on. Apologies. I know Kyle's in the Discord. Apologies, Kyle. We're we're ruining his his debut. You okay, man? Jack. I'm gonna continue it. I'm going to continue. The problem is I heard it way more than you have. I edited the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jack, you're fucking over your own trailer, bro. <laughs> okay, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue. Can you behave yourself? Yes, Can you can. behave yourself, Jack? Yeah. Okay, let me jump back into it. It's like Leo 
我啲廣東話就係咁嚟噶啦。哦 ，OK 啊，唔錯啊。但係其實你諗唔諗住講埋你個中文名啊？講一次啦，講一次啦。啊，我中文名係謝卓瑞。個意思咧，個意思咧就係好簡單嘅，就係好叻、好尖，就係好似支針咁尖到不得了。邊邊度尖啊？個腦尖咯。哦，嗰度就 OK。個腦尖咯。咁<笑>你仲有冇嘢同大家介紹下？你有冇你想唔想話俾大家知？而家你做緊咩啊？係咪單身啊？嗰啲先啦。其實好簡單，而家我係一個 I T 仔啦，梗係單身啦。而家諗住準備結婚啦，但係未揾到對象。你如果你有興趣嘅，你你 send 個 email 過嚟啦。<笑> OK，there's、okay. the teaser。I'm ready to drop that episode, but、uh, that's gonna come out maybe this weekend. So let me look at the calendar. October third. I'm aiming for that because we're gonna release this episode October first on the website. Streaming October second. So maybe on the second or third. That's when the full episode. This is gonna be a diupod.com exclusive. Okay. It's not gonna be available on streaming, so if you want this episode, this is a bonus episode. Basically, I'm treating it as a bonus episode, but I don't know. It might be a Jack. Is this gonna be a, a weekly thing? Uh, we haven't decided. We're trying to gauge the audience. If it becomes a hit,、mm-hmm. we'll continue weekly. Maybe if it doesn't, we'll see. But we want to be able to continue doing it. So if it's not a hit. You're just gonna drop it? No, no, no. We're gonna still continue. I said. Okay. But maybe not as frequent. Not, not weekly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this podcast needs your support. It's gonna go up on diupod.com as an exclusive. You'll know about it when、uh, I post about it on social media. But also, turn off ad block when you go to our website. Anything else you want to add for the Cantonese pod? You know, I just want to say one thing.、Uh, I said this in the other podcast as well. You know. I'll say in English, my canty is not perfect. Kyle's canty is not perfect. You know, we're basically CBCs. Well, Kyle was not born here, but I'm basically CBC. And even doing this podcast, it's a learning experience for me. All right. Well, look forward to DIU Podcast Cantonese Edition. It's not called that, right? That's that's a tentative name. Yes,、yeah, that's tentative name. It's it's gonna change. As the show evolves, for now, DIU Pod Cantonese Edition. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to more of this great content.